One night, as I was trying One night, as I was trying to go to sleep, I suddenly found myself in the middle of the most wonderful visualization. I was viewing myself simultaneously from a third-person vantage point as well as from my normal perspective. But instead of seeing the body of flesh that I've come to recognize as me, I was instead all of these intertwining ribbons and rivers of light in various shades of rose and coral and gold and white in kind of a Alex Gray stylized composition for those of you who are familiar with that artist. It was quite unexpected and it was beautiful. I could see that these different colors of light corresponded with different manifested areas of my normal body of flesh. For example, different organs or systems seemed to be certain colors, but these colors weren't really fixed. They shifted and changed. And there were also other things that were manifested as part of me in this wonderful body of light. Things that I don't normally associate with my body of flesh, but I could see them there in that moment. And it was amazing. And I sat there looking at myself in wonder, completely amazed at how beautiful, what a genuine work of art the human body truly is. I was just blown away by what glorious beings we truly are and wondered how we managed to walk around all day, day after day, completely unaware of this. And as I'm marveling at all of this, I suddenly become aware that this beautiful body of light was standing in the middle of something. There were all these different shapes around me, all created out of similar bands of light. And then I noticed that it seemed that these shapes were what they were because of the removal of what I'll have to call the floor, for lack of a better word. Where portions had been pulled away, or etched away, or carved away, light poured through and created these 3D images that seemed to rise and surround me. And I somehow knew that it was my hand that had manipulated and removed these sections of this flooring and allowed the light to spill upward and become these things. And I stood there wondering, what is this? And no more did the question come forward than the answer appeared. I suddenly realized I was standing inside a three-dimensional mandala. But instead of the flat images I had seen before in books, this was a holographic 3D mandala. Now I hope I don't offend anyone, but I have to stop here for a moment and be honest and say that this was a very curious thing for me because I've never given much thought to mandalas. I realize they've been included in bits of video that I've used, but Truly, the closest I've ever come to really contemplating mandalas was watching my daughter's movie, The Last Mimsy. So, why haven't I? Well, it's not anything against mandalas at all, but the reason I haven't is something worth noting. So I'd like to stop and bring it into your awareness. Because no, I don't contemplate mandalas. I don't use crystals, or read palms, or use tarot cards, or do numerology, 
or astrology or fractal geometry, and I don't try to channel other entities. I don't directly employ any method, but not because there's necessarily anything wrong with them. In fact, they're pretty much all the same. They are simply tools that we use for one reason. We use them to give ourselves permission to access glimpses of the truth that we do not believe we can access otherwise. Can you see this? So, if you use one, remember that it's not the method you choose to employ that's important. What is important is that when you try and use them, you are saying in a very direct way, I want to know this. You are seeking the ask and receive through these methods, and so you will receive according to your belief. And how accurate you will be is determined by how much your filters remove or taint the truth. But that's all these methods are. They're just tools, or in another word, placebos. And I've chosen not to rely on any particular method and for one main reason. Whatever I choose becomes my expected and defined delivery system. So if I believe that this is the way I access this information, my belief structure shifts to thinking that this is the only way I can uncover what I'm seeking. And through this, I accidentally put this thought on my bottom shelf. And because of the power of my belief in this limiting thought, the limiting thought begins to become my reality. It becomes true and remains true for me until I remove those limitations. However, I have to say this. Sometimes our personal filters are much, much greater than the filters that these methods employ. So, when we use them and give ourselves to them, if we lose ourselves in them, we can sometimes actually see more clearly than otherwise, especially in cases where we're unaware that we even possess personal filters that flavor all we try to understand. But in reality, they are, without exception, just smoke and mirrors, parlor tricks we're pulling on ourselves. And we are now coming into an age where if we choose to continue to use these methods, we might want to at least begin to realize what it is that we are using. We should begin to find it harder and harder to believe that some anonymous Santa Claus is leaving these gifts for us under our tree while we sleep. We should begin to suspect the true bearer of these gifts of insight because the true bearer is us. And this is the path I have taken and what I've tried to do because I do see this and I like the truth to be as pure as it possibly can be. So instead of believing in and using any particular method, I instead believe that the truth will come to me by the best way possible. This is my belief. And so it does. But I never know how it will appear. I just let it surprise me and leak into my awareness by whatever means it finds, like it did in my holographic living mandala vision. Now the very next morning after seeing this vision, I went on one of my meditative walks. 
I find these walks very useful because they allow me to give my body something to do by walking up and down my long driveway while I just let my thoughts wander and I watch them like a puppy romping about. And sometimes, if I have something in particular that I want to know, I will consciously think upon it briefly as I begin my walk, and then I drop it and simply observe my mind romping about. Well, it usually romps. Sometimes it seems to nap, and other times it quickly dashes out of sight right away, eventually returning from God knows where with the most remarkable things and lays them at my feet. And this morning, that's exactly what happened. I stopped dead in my tracks, and my mouth dropped open in surprise. Please join me in part two for the rest of The Living Mandala.